Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. everyone and welcome back to Spear School. I am so excited today to share one of my first mentors when I went full-time and somebody who has inspired me so much in this podcast as well as my life's work. I am introducing some of you but most of you know this individual Natalie Wallstein, the host of the Cosmic Calling podcast. How are you Natalie? I'm doing so good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yes, I was excited to chat with you too. You just released your new book, Find Your Cosmic Calling, which I am so excited to get into. It is so beautiful, as is everything that you create. So I'm going to have some questions on this incredible book as well. So I want to kind of just take it back a little bit. I always like to share a little bit with my audience, like why I ask certain people to come on and like a little bit of the history of how I became familiar with your work. I'm pretty sure I've been listening to your podcast since day one. And there was an episode that came up around the nodes. And I didn't know what the nodes were at this time, but there was something that you said in the beginning where it said the nodes are about to change to cancer and something like a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, I think I'm a cancer North node. So of course I like look up my chart and I was, and I just felt so drawn to you after that experience. I was literally in the grocery store aisle, like looking at my astrology chart. You just like ignited this interest in astrology in me that I had never experienced before. That was my very, very first experience with you. And of course, I got a reading with you after that. It was December 2019, and that reading completely changed my life. So your work has been incredibly impactful for me. And I wanted to talk to you about the readings that you do, because for me, what I experienced with your reading was a complete shift in direction in my own calling in life. So can you talk a little bit more about the astrology behind our purpose and our living that we make in this world? Just give us a little bit of details on that. So astrology can be used for so many things that people have no idea about. And it's really sad to me. And when I discovered astrology, I was going through a lot of trouble with my career, among other things. But that has like always been my big focus because I have a lot of Capricorn. For those who know, we're very ambitious. We like to work hard. We want to be productive and proactive. And I didn't know how to do that until I really discovered my astrology chart and it helped me see what I was meant to do. So your birth chart has basically like a map of your soul's energy and it explains who you really are, what you're here to do, how you work best, which is amazing. And really it shows you your bigger potential that you might not be tapped into yet so that you can just own it and live it and do it and love what you do for a living. So it amazes me every day that we have this tool and so many people don't know about it. What the heck you guys just trying to spread it as far as I can, because it's really miraculous, honestly. It is. And you know, in mediumship, we work in the world of evidence. It's like either you understand what I'm saying or not. And I have told people you were my first astrology reading and I've had so many since then because I'm obsessed with astrology now. But the accuracy behind astrology readings is kind of mind-blowing to me. (laughs) 
it's incredibly accurate down to like, like timeframes and timelines for a lot of things, right? Yes, it gets very specific, even down to I can know what you're thinking today. Like <laughs> it gets really, really kind of scary sometimes, but exciting too. Definitely. And I will say one of the biggest shifts that I experienced in the reading with you was you said something to me about being in front of crowds or groups of people. And at that point in time in my mediumship career, I had only done one-on-one work. I think the most group I had ever done was a four-person development circle in my house, which was by invite only. It was not like this open call. It was like, hey, I like you. I feel safe with you. Like come into my house. And when you said you're meant to be speaking in front of groups, I was like, no, 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 no. Like I'm known for my one-on-one work. And I have to say that even just, even though I resisted it in that reading, just like, no, I'm not a group person. I have stage fright, all this stuff. And you said something very simple to me, which was, well, you would just have to do it scared then, (laughs) which was advice that changed my life because I never thought people would just do things because they were scared of it. And so ever since that reading, I think that was the reading that really got me feeling confident to actually leave my job. And I resigned from my corporate career less than a month after that reading. And little did I know that the first course I would put out, the language of spirit would attract over 40 people. My first ever group anything. And ever since then, my groups have expanded and I'm all in the group world now. So that was super evidential for me in that reading. Do you come across that a lot? Like people like resisting what you're saying only to have them gain clarity, like later on, like, oh, they were right. Yeah. I think that can be the problem with it. Like even with my book, you know, there, it might get bad reviews because people haven't done the self-discovery yet in their own life. And they're like, no, that's not me. And it does take time to unfurl over, like it's your soul's blueprint of your whole lifetime. Some people don't peak until they're like 80 or something. So, you know, we all find our calling at different times in life. And I know for me too, when I first read my chart, it said I was supposed to share messages about spirituality. And I was so in the spiritual closet and I was not even like talking to people about anything a lot in general. I was very shy and didn't like to talk about the things I was interested in that much. So I think sometimes you have to go into a reading, just being really open to what can come up and sit with it. But the nice thing about astrology is it does allow you to tap into the timing of things. So even if it's not clear to you right now, I could tell you when it will be. And then you just kind of like do what you need to do until then. Yeah. Well, that was the experience I had when I first heard the concept about the nodes. I had no idea what they were. I'd never heard that. But again, it was like the spiritual experience of just something like lighting up in me. I was like, oh, follow this, follow this. And I'm obsessed with the nodes now. And I didn't realize with the nodal return that it only happens like every 18 year and you have about 18 months. And so I was like, okay, I'm here to do this big work. These next 18 months, I'm really going to look at what it looks like to follow your North node in actuality, right? And I did consider it to be part and parcel with my career because I did want to be a full-time medium. I just, I just didn't think it was possible at the time. So with that, I would love to ask about astrology because you ignited that interest in me and I like read a ton of books. Granted, I haven't taken any kind of like structured courses, but what I personally find 
for me is that my memory is not the best. So I have a hard time like remembering the qualities of planets and remembering the themes of the houses. But I find people who are really into astrology, it's almost like a whole language is unlocked. Like how on earth do you retain all that? And like, what was that experience for you getting into astrology? What was that path like? Because for me, it's it's mind boggling. (laughs) Yes, I know exactly what you mean. When I was first learning it, I think I tried to get into it when I was like 23 or 24. And the books just went right over my head. I didn't get it. It took me a long time. It wasn't until I had a spiritual awakening, actually, that I it like awoke in me the language. And it really is just simple once you get it, because it's just repeats over and over the same 12 energies. So once you can learn how to embody those energies and know what they feel like inside of you, you don't need to Google things anymore. You don't need to look up what other astrologers are saying. So for me, it's like, I really feel the energy of the planets. And when I've talked to other people who are having trouble learning it as well, when I gave them that tip, it really started to click for them. So I think what helps is actually tracking the energy day by day And seeing like, okay, the sun is aligning with Saturn today. What does that feel like? Like I feel stressed, I feel pressured. And then you start to really understand like the characters of the different planets, which feed into the signs, which feed into the houses. And it's just like a different lens of seeing those energies and practice, of course, helps definitely. But that's why you can also just go to someone and they can tell you and you don't have to learn it all for yourself, which is helpful. I love that. Well, and I will say, like I picked, I got your book in the mail two weeks ago. I pre-ordered it, of course, like so supportive of everything that you do. And I just got two weeks ago and I couldn't put it down. And I get a lot of people asking me, even my assistant was asking me like last month, like, I want to learn astrology. Like, what do I do? And I recommended the two books I tried to read. One of them was way over my head. And the other one was like, very kind of kindergarten-y. And when I picked up your book and I started reading it, even just like the first chapter, I was like, okay, this is the book I'm going to recommend to people, like literally moving forward, because the way that you explain things is just so clear. It's clear and it's like, you can grasp it. So that's a kudos to you for that. This will be the book that I recommend for people moving forward. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yes. And it turns out on my astrology chart, that's my gift is explaining things simply And that's the thing with astrologers is they all have a different philosophy, a different perspective. So even though it is a language, it's an interpretive language, just like one painter might paint the same picture of the same thing. And another one is going to have a whole different outcome. So it's just about finding what resonates with you. Well, and I find too, when I see different astrologers out there kind of rocking their genius, they seem to focus on different areas for their astrology. Like I've seen relationship astrology, but you've chosen to focus on career astrology. Why is that such a passion for you about like the career and the purpose behind it? It's always made me really upset when I see people working at jobs they hate and being treated so poorly for such little pay. And it's like, this is how we survive in life. And I don't know, it just feels like modern slavery is like left over from the past. And it makes me really upset. You could hear like my blood's already boiling. <laughs> talking about. And I had that experience too. I've had so many crappy jobs and You know, even when I became a graphic designer, which was my passion for a really long time, 
something was still missing and astrology helped me see where I was kind of still holding back and I didn't believe I could be who I really wanted to be. And honestly, that's so much of my work is just helping people release limiting beliefs and the chart helps validate like, yes, you're amazing. Yes, you could do amazing things. So that's why I went into career astrology, but also I used my chart, of course, and I have five planets in Capricorn. So I did, I loved astrology, but I didn't want it to just be like, Ooh, let's talk about your soul. I wanted to actually channel that information into the physical world, into something that everybody faces and needs help with. Like almost everyone needs help with their career. I really just wanted to empower people to take ownership over their time and energy and talents. And that was a really big deal for me was quitting my full-time job and doing what I loved. So I just really want to champion other people, especially women to do what they love and get paid for it too. I could not agree more. I work with so many people just to help them career pivot because I think more and more people are feeling a lot more dissatisfied in like the old structures and way of being, right? Like sitting there for nine to five, but we also know as entrepreneurs, <laughs> I can't remember who said it, but I heard someone say like spiritual entrepreneurs are the only people who will work 80 hours a week to avoid 40, <laughs> right? There's like, there's a lot of work when you run your own business too, but when you're in alignment with it and you're doing something you absolutely love, it's a kind of like a different problem to have, right? Where you're like, okay, now I need to find balance like with my real life. Now I have time to kind of like embrace like the real life, but it is fine finding that one thing that you really tune into that really lights you up, which I know astrology offers some clarity on that without a doubt. Yes, definitely. What I would really like to ask you too is like going back even a little bit further, like what brought you into astrology like going even further back like how did this even come about if like you were in the spiritual closet like how did it line up with your spirituality was it like a gateway to your spirituality or did it come after what were those kind of like early early years like growing up my mom and my grandmother are both spiritual and they are kind of my link to that world but neither of them were like doing it for a living or anything we just had a really amazing conversations about our spiritual experiences and I had my first tarot reading when I was eight years old, and I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. So I didn't really get into it until when I was 23, 24, actually even before that. It's been kind of in my experience all along, I think, kind of tapping me on the shoulder because even when I was in high school, I was in a teen artist mentorship program because I wanted to be an artist. And we had all these books that we can make collages out of, and there was an astrology book. And I like we could just cut and paste things out of it. And I remember going through all the signs and being like, I hope I'm an Aquarius. And I wasn't. <laughs> but it turns out I actually am in Vedic astrology because I'm a Pisces. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, so it's really been like part of my experience this whole time in little bits and pieces. And it was just starting to scream louder and louder at me. But it wasn't until I almost died that I took it a lot more seriously because I was reading my horoscope every day and it was helping me get through just like this terrible illness I had and this terrible time in my life when everything was falling apart. It was the only thing that spoke truth to me. It was the only thing that made sense to me. And I didn't know how it worked or why it worked, but it just had this spark. And so I just followed that spark. It's like how I talk about following your calling. It just like whispers to you at first and you don't know where it's going. But then when I was actually reading astrology books, just for fun still, 
I found something that talked about when you find your calling is when Jupiter crosses over your 10th house of career. I don't think it like specifically said this, but it kind of sparked something in me that made me go look it up on my chart. And I found out that that very week is when I was finding my calling. And it was when I was really excited about astrology. So ah, it's hard to say like how I got into it exactly. It's been building my whole life. But when I did like decide to kind of take it more seriously, I took a lot of courses and read a lot of books about it. And then I had a spiritual awakening. And I think it was actually finding astrology and also being really sick and almost dying <laughs> that sparked that. And as I learned more about astrology and like played with it, I would start to look at the chart and the shapes would like open up visions about exactly what that planet or symbol meant. And I could write like chapters and chapters about one little symbol. And it really scared me, actually. I was like, what is happening? This has never happened to me before because I wasn't born with like intuitive abilities. It just crept up on me later in life. And now I've had so many more crazy spiritual awakenings since then. But that was really like the beginning for me is when I realized, whoa, I can really sense and feel these symbols. And I know not a lot of people can do that, but because I can do that, I can translate it for people in a way that's easier for them to understand and kind of start to take that path to like feeling and sensing the energy and like it goes so far back to your birth chart isn't just this lifetime it's like a accumulation of experiences from past lifetimes too so it can get really really deep sometimes but that's how it all started and I just got obsessed with it and started reading everyone's charts and seeing how their life experiences matched up with the chart mm -hmm. and just building upon that experience for several years that kind of takes me to something I'm just kind of curious about too. So like just say in my experience where my chart says, you know, at your highest potential, you should be speaking in front of like groups, right? Like that's how your chart set up. Really, I could have done that in corporate, right? Like I could have asked for more speaking engagements or, you know, advocate on behalf of a project or something like that. But I kind of took it in my own intuition as like, I've been really wanting to go into this mediumship world and it's got to be over there. So I feel like there was like this part of, you can't necessarily say in the chart, like, oh, this should be in mediumship versus this should be in your health authority work, right? Yes, there's free will. And that's the fun of life is we're here to play and we're here to co-create. So sometimes people do get frustrated, like you're not giving me my exact path. <laughs> and I would hate that if someone told me my exact path, because you really, you can play with it. And there's a lot of room, like a lot of wiggle room. But for you, that the part of your chart that was telling you to speak in front of groups, it was your mercury. And mercury is what you like to think about and what you like to talk about. So it needed to be a subject that you love learning about and that you would just like love talking to people about. And it couldn't just be like, oh, let's talk about the quarter three figures or something, you know? <laughs> Exactly. I, I remember being given an assignment at my corporate career where it was like just the history of it. And it, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I bombed so many times in front of groups. And then I had, had to go through an experience where it's like, where was I in this story? And I had to actually take it from a storytelling lens to like feel anything to be able to describe it. So I completely agree with you. I don't think that we can just like 
talk off of a script and like have it kind of like land and stuff like that. So I'm glad that you said that because in my world, we experience that a lot too, where people are like, oh, just tell me what to do. And I'm like, oh my God, I wish it was that easy. <laughs> I, wish, yeah. I wish someone would just tell me what to do, but it doesn't work like that. Yeah, that's the thing. We think that we're here to make money and be successful and have a good reputation and all these things. But on the spirit level, it's actually more about the experiences that don't go well, that shape you and help you believe in love and, you know, those higher ideals. So I try to like bridge the gap between the spirit world and the physical world and like where we're at in our evolution right now and what we care about and kind of being like, oh, you think you want a good job, but actually what you want to do is express your full authentic self, you know, and get paid for that. So it's fun to bring them together in that way. What sign do you think has the worst rap? Scorpio, definitely. Scorpio's <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> yes, I love it too. I don't always love every Scorpio I've had. I definitely know why they get a bad rap. But I, I love them because what people don't like about them is that it's about facing your fears and people don't want to face their fears. So it's understandable, but like really it's helpful. We need to, that's how we grow and evolve and become so powerful is by facing the shadow. Yeah. My daughter's a little Scorpio and she's always talking about death. Like every day, she's <laughs> like, she brings up death in some capacity. I'm like, you are such a Scorpio. <laughs> Well, especially because what you do too, I'm sure it like sparks her imagination too. Yeah, totally. Totally. I find too, when I meet people and like, they tell me they're like a Gemini, it's like almost like this apologetic. Yes, so I think like <laughs> Gemini's have like a little bit of a bad rap. I'm like, don't apologize to me. I'm like, I don't know very many Gemini's. So I have no preconceived notion, but that's what I find. People are like, oh, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> Yes, that too. Because sometimes you feel like you can't trust them because they change their mind a lot. But if you can just understand, like when you understand the signs, you can accept and tolerate anybody, anything. And that's another really amazing miracle of astrology is it helped me understand like everyone in my life and accept them for who they are, because they're just wired to be who they are. They can't help it. And everyone has a specific job and a specific role. So when you can understand that, it just opens up so much peace and understanding. Absolutely. I love that. And I wanted to ask too, because you said something earlier, which was around the chart showing your potential, right? So the chart just kind of shows your highest potential and there's a light quality and a shadow quality to everything. So do you feel that some people may be feeling very discontent in their careers and like discontent in how they're choosing to spend their life because they're living in the shadow quality of their charts? or they just haven't accessed their highest potential because a lot of people I find we're kind of recovering and a lot of us are being raised by boomers and stuff like that whose whose mentality is really like find a job die there right yeah I think that's actually the problem is societal conditioning because something that I've come to realize through studying astrology and really really going super deep into it is that this used to be the way of life where you were born into the world and you knew your soul blueprint and then you could go hone and play with your gifts. And there wasn't this pressure to like survive and make money. So I feel like a lot of my work is actually dismantling societal beliefs of like, you have to work a nine to five, you have to work in corporate. This is the only way and really show people, other people who are living their life's work in a way that's really lights them up and makes them really excited to show them that there's another way. 
So what should people look for while they're reading your book? Like, because the way it's structured, one is beautiful. Everything you do is beautiful. Your Pisces energy, just like hard at work, making things so pretty, but it is kind of created for people to like have their charts in front of them and walk through. So while they're walking through their chart, like what is your biggest desire that they experience as they are going through this book with their chart? Yeah, I think it's laid out as if it's like lighthearted and fun. But if you really like carry it around and take it with you and go through each of the points on your chart one by one and really check in with yourself, am I doing this? Am I expressing this? Could I be doing it more? That's really my hope for the book is that people won't just like read it really quick and put it down, but actually work with it and check in with themselves. If something doesn't make sense to play with it and work with it more. And this is like an ever evolving process. Like even now I've been working with my chart for five years, which really isn't that long in the grand scheme of things, but I'm always experiencing new things and new interpretations of my chart. And so I think it's good to keep in mind, like it's really never ending. So you just kind of go with whatever's calling to you in the moment, right? You just go with whatever's making you feel curious. Like, oh, I want to work on this part of myself. But hopefully I'll get to write another book about forecasting. And then you'll get to see there are actually specific times when you will feel called to work on certain parts of your life too. So that's kind of what I'm feeling into next. I love that. And I know that when I did your mastermind, which was the first thing I signed up for after I quit corporate, I was like, yes, I'm in. And I loved every minute. I still talk to my mini mastermind. We're all still super close and tight. And I really, really enjoyed that experience. But you did take us from a business lens on like, like the marketing and like even like earning potential and how to kind of like forecast our moon and our sun and see where it was. But my brain was like, <laughs> It's something that may take me a little longer to grasp how I personally have handled my chart. Cause even right now, I can't tell you where Mercury is in my chart. So for someone like me who has like a really hard time retaining it, I just take like one thing at a time. So for me, the first thing I was interested in was the nodes. And so I just like studied the nodes and my placements for a little while. And then I moved on to the moon. Right. And I was like, okay, the moon. And I kind of just took for me personally, like one thing, one at a time, no, that's perfect. And it is overwhelming for sure. When you're first getting into it, there's so much you don't know that you don't know. So I think that's a great approach is like go with whatever interests you and don't go into it trying to master it because I haven't mastered it. I don't know anyone who's mastered it like it's endless. So yeah, just go with whatever sounds exciting. And honestly, like each point on your chart can open up a whole world, like even just your sun sign and the house it's in is revolutionary. So just take it one step at a time, I think is a really good approach. Mm, I love that. I want to talk to you about a couple other woo-woo spiritual things while I have you on the Spirit School podcast. But before we go to that, I just hope to share with you because I don't think that I've ever been able to share this with you. I don't know if I have or not, but like your podcast really inspired me on my podcast. I loved listening to your podcast and the way that you express yourself. It was like one of the only ones that you and psychic teachers were like the ones I really kind of checked into. And both of your podcasts really inspired me to start my own. And I remember a situation where I was so scared to launch my podcast. I didn't tell anyone I had a podcast for like six months. And I remember the first time I mentioned it in my stories, where I was like, oh, I have a podcast. 
you actually messaged me saying, what? I didn't know you had a podcast. And I have to say, like, I've always felt so connected to you. And I felt so seen in that moment where it was like, I felt like celebrated, like just this one second where I took enough courage to say, hey, by the way, I have a podcast. So I just want to thank you for that because it was so encouraging for me on yes. podcasting time. You're so welcome. I love cheering people on. It's my favorite thing ever. (laughs) You can tell you were very involved with us in the mastermind and stuff. Are you still doing the mastermind? I am actually putting together kind of a new iteration of it called Cosmic Boss University. Not till probably April or March, but that's kind of what I'm feeling into is kind of bringing it back, but in a way where you'll actually also get access to my other courses So you can learn astrology on your own time as you're also learning how to do the practical side of your business. And a lot of it's inspired by what we were doing before. So I'm really, really excited about it. I love it. It was fantastic. I'm so glad I did it at the very beginning because I think it lined up with COVID too, right? Where it was like, quit my job January 19th, started February 18th. We're in lockdown by March 18th. And I was in this mastermind. It was perfect. It was like actually kind of perfect timing to go really deep into it. Yeah, it was sad though, because I really wanted to have a retreat and that was definitely not in the cards for our round. It's okay. We'll, we'll make it one day. What I wanted to talk about was angels with you, Natalie, because you wouldn't believe the excitement I saw last year when I saw you starting to talk about angels. And I don't know anything about this. So I'm coming in blind with these questions. Like, how did this start with angels? Because all my listeners know I love angels. I talk about them as much as I humanly can. And it's hard for me to find guests that have had experiences with their incredible energy. Mm. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's kind of like, I think I've been interested in angels for a really long time as well, but it wasn't until the pandemic, I got really, really scared about information that my friends were sending me about different things. I won't go into it. Oh my gosh. But I got terrified. (laughs) And at that time, a woman I was following named Shunanda Scott was opening up an angel messenger course. And I was like, I'm not going to take that. I'm not an angel messenger. Like I would like to, it sounds cool, but I'm not going to use it in my work, like whatever. Then my friend texted me like this information, like conspiracy theories, basically. And I was like, oh my gosh, we need angels. So I signed up for the course and I was the last person in and I was the 22nd person for those who are into angel numbers. And I took it just for fun. And it just opened up like this whole world for me that I never expected. It's miraculous. Like even talking about it right now, I can feel their energy. And I had like another spiritual awakening, probably like the strongest one I've ever had while taking that course. Mm. And I can't go back now. It just opened up a whole world. But I think people think angels are kind of like on par with fairies and like dragons and stuff like that. But it's actually so much more. (laughs) They have just such a light, bright, beautiful energy of peace and love. And I can't even like explain it all. I'll probably cry. (laughs) But Yeah, that's kind of how that came together. But also like when I was signing up for the course, I heard in my head, angel astrology. I was like, what? Who is saying this to me? And so I've been playing with it on my own, actually, because it's I think the hardest thing about working with angels has been like self-worth. Like Mm. they're so pure and it brings up all your shadows and all the reasons why you're not good enough. Like, who am I to converse with these beautiful beings? It's like talking to God almost. 
So yeah, that's why it's kind of kind of more on the wraps and the back end for me, but I definitely do like still work with them on my own. Yeah. You might have asked a couple of questions around this and yeah, please. So so one day I was walking home, like just any other day, and I heard spirit very clearly. Of course, I'm a medium, so I know spirit's voice compared to mine, say, you need to host a moon circle. I'm like, I know nothing about the moon. Like, what are you talking about? I know like literally nothing about the moon. And I went home that day and I went to go write a blog post on chakras. This was very, very early in my business, like 2017, early 2018. Lo and behold, on my bookshelf, there's a book called New Moon Astrology by Jan something or other. And it was like literally just sitting there. I was renting my friend's house. It came empty. We were like in between homes at the time. Like this was not my book. So I ended up like picking up the book and I ended up becoming a blogger for New Moon Astrology. This was kind of like really, really, really early on. And it wasn't until years later when I started connecting much more in with angel energy that I realized that was Haniel. Um, who has been the biggest angel influence that I've had on my journey with angels. And she really brought me to not only being introduced to the moon, but also was what got me gathering people in circles, which is in essence what I do now in my business between my programs, my membership and all that fun stuff. It's like holding space in circles. I couldn't believe the intelligence of the divinity behind how things like unfolded and how it took years of seeing it saying that was you. And I'm covered in shivers right now, like even talking about it. So like as somebody who's so connected to like astrology and like the moon, like have you had experiences with Haniel or are you more tapping into that higher kind of like just angel energy, like not the specific archetypes of like the archangels? You can definitely call on certain angels to help you with things. And I know Haniel has been in my field and like on my spirit team. I think most of the time I just say angels like help me <laughs> yeah. and then like whatever comes through comes through but Archangel Raziel helped me with my book a lot he's the Archangel of Sacred Wisdom and that's why my book is rainbow I swear that's why I didn't tell them to make it rainbow but like, definitely the angels are a part of my work and helping me translate things and give messages and I think they have been for a long time I just wasn't aware of it on this plane of existence, I guess. Um, but yeah, Haniel is an amazing angel to work with, especially if you're kind of still working through fears around your gift and your intuition and trusting it. She can really help with that, which I've definitely experienced myself as well. Yeah. So with your parents and your your influences, your grandmother and your mom not, uh, or being spiritual, does that mean that they weren't religious? Like, cause I didn't grow up with any religion. So I had a lot of, I thought the Catholics owned the angels and I was the furthest thing from Catholic <laughs> growing up. You know what I mean? So I also had this kind of like impurity complex. Like I remember my first mediumship reading with my first mentor where she's like, oh, there's lots of angels around you. And I was like, I have lived a very colorful life. There's no way angels are going to talk to me. Like, I did not think I was even close to pure enough to being able to connect in with them. So did you have kind of similar hangups then in, in being introduced to their energy? I think I've really been into them myself, but telling people I'm into it has been <laughs> challenging because people do have a lot of religious connotations around it, which is totally understandable. But growing up, my mom's side of the family is Lutheran. And my dad's side is Jewish and I was raised Jewish and they both have angels. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really have that hang up. I just kind of saw it as like 
even I think most religions have something like an angel, if not an actual angel. And so it just kind of showed me like even religion is noticing this and taking it into account. So I think that just helped me trust it more, actually. No, good. Okay. And then the last question I just wanted to ask around angels. So for me, when I tuned into their energy, like with mediumship, it's so specific. It's like, you know, departed loved ones have things left unsaid and the people here need to receive messages from them. Like it's pretty apparent what we're doing here when it comes to mediumship, right? It's got a structure to it. But when I tuned into like the angel energy, I was like, what am I supposed to do with all of this? Like, because we're in a service mindset and we typically teach what we learn. It's like, what, what am I supposed to do with all of this? And it took me a very long time and I'm still not hundred percent clear what I'm supposed to do with all of it. But do you get a sense on, you know, why would their energy come through for us? And like, what are we supposed to do with all this? You know, do you, do you have that or do you have clarity on that? Yeah. I feel like they're just trying to remind us about love and light. And it seems so simple. A lot of times what the angels say is so simple, but that is like a high vibration. We make things heavy, dense, and complicated. And so for me, I feel loved, accepted for all my flaws And also, I feel like to me, they talk a lot about ascension and like your journey and evolving as a soul. And that's like, for me, it's like the bigger picture of what's really going on and not so much about the attachments of like, you know, past loved ones. That's like your ancestry, but your soul is infinite. And it just, to me, it goes above and beyond that. I love it. And I appreciate you being open to talk about it because angels are something that's hard to talk about in this world, even the woo-woo world. Most of my mediumship mentors just roll their eyes if I talk about angels and stuff like that. So I was excited to invite you on and be able to be like, I want to pick your brain. Like, how did this start? How involved are you on with them? Because I did a few angel hour classes, but sometimes I feel like their energy is just healing in presence. It's like, if we can just even be radiating their energy a little bit more and people around us receive like a little bit of like upliftment thanks to their incredible energy like maybe that's serving its purpose and maybe that's going with the role of what we're supposed to be doing with it so I was excited to see you come out with it yeah I think it's just comforting to know you're not alone you have like this legions of beings who want to help you and support you and it takes so much pressure off It's amazing. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. No worries. Yes. And I agree with the simplicity of the messages. It's like their message is usually you're loved or one of the really strong ones that came through really early on is like, we just wish that you could see yourself how we see you, right? Like really just like perfect and just the embodiment of love. And for me back then, that was just like such a valuable message for me. I was like, okay. So then I ask myself, if I'm hard on myself, can I see myself from the eyes of an angel? And then I'm able to kind of like lean more back into some of that self-love from that. So Mm -hmm. a lot of love with them. I love this so much. I'm so glad you brought it up because sometimes I kind of let it go to the back burner a little bit, you know, got to work, got to make money, got to run my business. Um, But it's, yeah, it's really nice to have the opportunity to talk about them because it just reminds me how much I do love them. And I really have broken through the fear of talking about them. Mm -hmm. And it's just nice that you're even reminding me right now that I should talk about it more. So thank you. Well, I'm excited to see what unfolds for angel astrology. Like I've never heard anything like that. We got to TM this right here on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think it's actually already happening. 
it's just like when I'm uh, translating the energy, they're kind of like helping me make it uplifting and inspiring. So maybe it's already happening, but or maybe it'll become more literal later. We'll see. Well, I love that. And so I guess I'm just going to leave this interview open to you on what would you like to say to the Spirit School listeners when it comes to people? And I think there's a deep sense of yearning out there as a collective for people to, to start aligning with their highest potential and their greatest purpose on this path. What would you like to say to all these incredible people? Yeah, I think none of us can really fully realize what we're capable of when we're like just in our everyday lives, looking at the bills we have to pay and family we have to make happy and whatever else. I think what astrology has taught me is that there is a divine plan. And what's beautiful about it is it's like we get to explore it on our own, but we only get to bring in the amount of joy that we allow ourselves to have. And so even though I work with astrology and helping you find your career path and make money, it really comes down to allowing yourself to shine brightly as your true essence, because that's what the world needs. And but we're so scared to do that. So I guess the thing I always like to leave people with is don't ever settle for less. You can have so much more than you're letting yourself or what society seems to be letting you have. And it's up to us to like own and champion that. I absolutely love that. And then how can people find out about you? Of course, I'll have all the links in the show notes below, but how can people follow and absorb some of your medicine? Yes, thank you. You can find me at soulshineastrology.com. You can order my book. It's called Find Your Cosmic Calling, a guide to discovering your life's work with astrology or follow me on Instagram at soulshineastrology. Yes. Thank you, Natalie, for coming. Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Spirit School. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you for tagging me on Instagram at Squamish Medium so I can also share. It really helps get the word out about the podcast. If you're interested in working with me in my one-on-one mentorship, a reading, or all the various programs that I run, you can go to squamishmedium.com or check me out on Instagram at Squamish Medium. The link in the bio has everything I am currently working on in service to the world of spirit. Have a great day, guys.